Whether you practice witchcraft or wishcraft, you've found your radio school of magic with Madame Pimita as she hosts episode 54 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Can shells be used in magic? She sells seashells by the seashore. Well, she might be selling them, but is she spelling them? Well, she should be. Did you know that shells can be used in spells? One of the most overlooked items that can be added to your spell work are shells. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you how to add the magic of shells to your spells, why you might want to start working with shells, and some very special shells that can be very powerful when added to your magic. But before we go into that, I want to just give a quick announcement. Do you wish you knew how to read tarot cards effortlessly? Would you like to be able to turn your love of the tarot into a lucrative career? Well, it might seem like an impossible dream. I know for me at one time when I was in my teens, that seemed like an impossible dream. I never thought I would be able to read the tarot, let alone make a wonderful profession of being a tarot reader. So I want to tell you that just like me, you can do it too. And I make it super easy for you. I have three tarot workshops that are going to be coming up. These are only offered once a year. I only offer them in the fall going into winter because that's the cozy time when doing divination and learning is just so effective when we're at home. You know, weather's not so great outside. We can practice. So this is the time of year that I offer these three workshops. I offer a beginning tarot series, a advanced tarot series and a professional tarot series. Each of these series are five weeks long. They meet on five Sundays and the beginning class starts November 6th. If you would like to join me and learn how to read tarot, I have taken many people from being complete novices to having thriving tarot businesses, really successful tarot businesses. And I would love to make that you, whether you just want to learn for your own pleasure or you do want to have a career as a tarot reader, come join me. You can find out all about that and sign up before November 6th by going to Los Angeles tarotreader.com. When you go there, check it out. You'll learn all about the classes, what we're going to learn, what we're going to cover. And you can join me for the beginning class starting November 6th. I hope that you join me and I hope that we can learn tarot together. It'd be so much fun. All right. So let's talk about shells and our spells. You know, shells can be used magically to enhance your spell. Remember, Whenever we're doing magic, we want to bring in these allies. The allies that we use can be things like candles, oils, herbs, and crystals, and shells, of course. Shells are very, very magical. When we think about what a shell represents, a shell is protective, right? It protects the animal inside. It's a home for the animal inside. It also is something that Oftentimes the animal will cast off and go move to a bigger one, 
right? Might find another one. Shells are also long lasting. We find fossil records of shells. We see shells for, that have existed in fossil form for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So when we think about the energy of shells and what they bring, they bring all of that plus all of the energy of their element, the element of water, right? Shells are found in fresh water and in salt water. And so when we bring shells to our magic, we are bringing symbolically the element of water along with protection, home, uh, beauty, and all of these other things that a shell can represent. When we use a shell, we are bringing in the spirit of the natural thing. Now we could take, for example, a plastic shell and we could imbue it with intention of, let's say, protection. But when we use a real shell and we do a protection spell, we are actually adding the energy of that shell and that and the energy that the animal has put into that shell and all of the energy it took to make the shell something much, much more powerful than a plastic shell. We have a real shell. Now, when we think about shells and working with shells, we can you know, choose shells that we feel are attractive, that we like. Maybe they're special because we found them at a special beach and they remind us of our vacation, or they're just beautiful because we we bought the special shell because it was so gorgeous looking. Or um, we might pick a shell for our magic based on our magical goals. One of the things that I love about shells is if you are a person who eats shellfish or eats seafood, sometimes we have shells in our meal. If you eat mussels, for example, they might be served with the shells on or clams or oysters. And if that's the case, you can reuse those shells, wash them off, clean them up good, and then you can use them in your magic. And I love the idea that this is something that is going to be repurposed or be, you know, not thrown away carelessly, but that we're going to take something that we've used. We've used it in our meal. We've used it when we ate and we're going to turn it into something else that kind of repurposing always just really appeals to me that it doesn't seem like waste and you're actually getting something magical for free with your meal at the restaurant. What could be better than that, right? They didn't know they were sending you something magical, but you knew it. So let's talk about the ways that you can use shells in your magic. Well, when you think about shells, we can think like the closest related thing to a shell is a crystal. And so Pretty much anything you do with a crystal, you can also do with a shell. For example, people make beautiful crystal grids. Well, you can make a shell grid and have a beautiful energy of that shell empowering your intention. If you have a large shell, an open shell, like a scallop shell or an abalone shell, you can use it as an offering bowl on your altar for making offerings to your ancestors or holding things like sea salt or holding liquids or something like that. You can also use those open shells for burning incense. Add a little incense sand in the bottom, light your charcoal on top or your cone incense, and you've got a beautiful and very organic and very um, magical incense burner there. You can wear sh shells as jewelry. This is probably one of the ways that we may have encountered or most closely encountered shells being used magically. You can see things like cowrie shell jewelry. I mean, if you look at um, traditional African jewelry, it uses beautiful cowrie shells 
so, so gorgeous, so beautiful, and so magical as well. Those shells have magic, and we're going to talk about the cowrie when I talk about some of the my favorite shells to use. So we're, you know, you can use it in jewelry. You can make your own jewelry. You can make a puka shell necklace, or you can make earrings, or a bracelet, or a necklace, or you could buy jewels that are jewelry that's made with shells and use it magically as a talisman. You can add a shell or shells to a mojo bag or a charm bag. You can put them on your altar as decoration. You can place them around a candle spell. I mean, there's just a limitless number of things that you can do with a shell when you think about using it magically. Um, natural items, as I mentioned before, like shells, uh, can empower your spells. And in particular, I love them with candle spells. One of the reasons I love them with candle spells is a purely practical one. When we use sometimes things that are paper or things that are fluffy herbs, those things can catch on fire with a candle spell. And so we have to keep our eye on a candle spell for using a particularly flammable item. But shells are not flammable. So if you put shells around your candle, you have a very safe candle set up there and it looks beautiful and gorgeous. And you can retrieve that shell after the candle is finished burning and contain that energy of that spell and carry it with you. So for example, you might put, let's say, um, clamshells around your prosperity spell. And then you take those clamshells after the spell is done, you take the wax off of those, and then you can place them on your altar or carry them with you or put them in your purse, just like you would do a crystal. I mean, it's such a beautiful, beautiful way to work. If you want to know more about what shells are used for what kind of magic, there are very few books out there. That's why I was very excited to do this episode because there is so little information about out there about using shells and magic. However, if you have the book of candle magic, you have a fantastic resource because in I talk a little bit about using shells in candle spells in there. There's a little bit about it, you know, maybe, you know, page or two, but the real deal is in the back where there is the beautiful appendix in the back. And then one of the appendixes is the uh, list of shells and what they're used for. So you have a list of magical topics and what shells can be used for that. So for example, um, for romantic love, you might have um, a clam, a cockle, a cowrie, a scallop, a spindle. It gives you a list of shells that you can use for romantic love. So then you can go, oh yeah. I'm going out to dinner tonight and I'm having uh, clam linguine and I bet you there's gonna be some clam shells on it. So I'll take those clam shells home with me and use them in my love spell. Or you might have um, a prosperity intention and you know the shells for that are abalone, uh, candy striped tree snail, clam shells also good for that, cowrie, jan jathena, olive, oyster shell, sand dollar. Oh, sand dollars are great. Slipper tooth shell. There's lots of beautiful shells that can be used for prosperity. Some more obscure. I mean, candy striped tree snail, probably not something you have around, but a clam shell, an abalone, a cowrie, an oyster, a sand dollar. Those things are pretty common and easy to find. And you can use those in your prosperity magic, whether you put it in a charm bag or you put it with a candle or you put it on the altar or carry it with you or whatever. Now, there are some beautiful, beautiful, iconic shells. For example, 
I think about shells and working with mermaid magic. So if you are interested in working with mermaid spirits who are spirits of transformation, they're spirits of moving between realms or worlds. If you are a trans person, they're great. Working with mermaids is great because there's that um, quality of change and um, some of the ancient mermaid goddesses were trans. Um, we have also um, working with mermaids for love and attraction magic. I mean, there's so many ways that we can work with the spirit of the mermaid. Well, one of the beautiful shells that um, we associate working with mermaids is the conch. So the conch shell is that big shell that you see like um, in Hawaiian culture, they blow on the conch shell. African culture, blow on the conch shell and make that beautiful horn sound with that. It's a beautiful way of working with that shell. You can call in the mermaid spirits with that shell, using it like we do a bell to call in spirits, um, to call in positive spirits. You, you can use a conch shell for calling in beautiful mermaid spirits or ocean spirits of any kind. Maybe you're working with ocean deities, ocean goddesses, or ocean gods and then you can use that conch shell for that as well and you can use that sound of the conch shell for calling in those spirits and letting them know it's time to begin our ritual right um, abalone shell is another beautiful beautiful shell for working with the water element now abalone shells are used in traditional native american magic for holding uh smudge sticks or burning bundles of herbs and so um you can catch those hot embers you can you know let it sit there and it's a way for you to hold that um smudge stick and in a beautiful way in a very traditional way but we can also use um abalone for holding water on an altar or for holding salt or sand or something else that you want to present on an altar as well. You can also use it for burning traditional incense. It's a nice big open shell that you can use for, you know, put some uh, incense sand in there and put an incense cone or an incense charcoal in there and burn incense in it. Abalone is gorgeous and you know it has that beautiful interior that's got mother of pearl on it. It's very reflective. It's very mystical, magical. It's got rainbow energy. It's very much um, connection to divine energy. And so we also can use it for opening up our um, psychic awareness, psychic abilities, dream work. So you know how we often say like bring crystal and set it next to your bed. If you want to do something while you're sleeping, let's say open up dream work. Well, you can use an abalone in the same way, set it next to your bed and use it when you are going in, going to sleep. You're going into dreamland so that you can solve problems in your dreams, um, go travel to other lands in your dreams, um, see your loved ones that have passed on in your dreams. All of those things can be done by using an abalone next to your bed when you're sleeping. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you my favorite shells for spell work. But before I do that, would you like to win a free candle spell kit by me? Of course you would. Well, each month we give away a different beeswax candle spell kit to one lucky winner. Rita Z was our winner last month. These candle spell kit kits include everything you need to cast a beautiful candle spell. Beeswax, figural candle, spiritual oil, herbs, complete step-by-step -step instructions, and more. You can buy a spell kit. We sell these spell kits, but you could win one for free. All you have to do is go to magicgiveaway.com. No purchase is required anywhere, 
anyone anywhere in the world can enter. You just must be over 18. So go to magicgiveaway.com and enter your email to be entered in our contest and you could win a beautiful beeswax candle spell kit head over there to find out what the spell kit of the month is you can do it once a month it's one entry per person but every month we have a new uh, a new contest a new candle so you can enter once every month and one of these days you might win it's not like the lottery where millions of people are entering it's just you know a few dozen so you could absolutely win this so go to magicgiveaway.com and enter your email and you will be entered to win this month's contest all right let's talk about my three favorite shells so my first favorite shell shell we've already talked about is the cowrie cowrie shells are those little shells we often see them in jewelry especially we see them in african jewelry sometimes caribbean jewelry they are so beautiful and so powerful cowrie shell has connections to femininity it looks like a yoni and so it's about sexuality fertility birth um, and any feminine energy beyond being a feminine symbol of feminine energy uh, cowrie also represents prosperity because in parts of africa it has been regarded as a symbol for money it was used for money and so these beautiful cowrie shells are also a symbol of prosperity so you can place cowrie shells on your altar for example or in a mojo bag or something else for a prosperity spell you can also use it for a sex spell or for a attraction spell or for a feminine power spell so you can think about ways of using this when we speak about cowries of course africa comes to mind and one example of where these cowrie shells have been used is in senegal in senegal cowrie shells are used to bring good luck and to protect the person who's wearing them they're used in beautiful jewelry and many tribes in senegal use them in spiritual ceremonies as we mentioned before they're used as a sign of femininity and fertility and women often wear them to help with um, to conceive and help to give birth easily they have the energy of course of the ocean and they bring prosperity and good health and so many people of african descent love to wear cowrie shells because it has that quality of connecting them to their ancestors bringing in all that protection that watery beautiful ocean energy that feminine power and that good luck all of that and that prosperity all of that so these are a beautiful part of senegalese culture and a beautiful part of many african cultures but they're found in many places all over the world and so we see them show up in all kinds of magic not just in african magic but they are very very prominent in african magic so cowrie shells number one number two favorite shells scallop shells scallop shells are so beautiful they're very simple but they have a beautiful shape to them and they're associated with love and beauty because of the goddess aphrodite in so many paintings for example in botticelli's famous painting the birth of venus venus and aphrodite venus is the roman version of aphrodite um, she's standing 
on a giant scallop shell on the sea. And so it is said in many legends about Aphrodite and Venus that she was born and that she arrived onto the land on a scallop shell. So it's very, very closely associated with Aphrodite. And Aphrodite, of course, is the goddess of love. So if you're doing love work or you're working with the goddess Aphrodite, this is a beautiful way to work. So love, beauty, art, creativity, all of those things are associated with Aphrodite and of course are associated with scallop shells. Scallop shells also sometimes show up in restaurants or you can buy them from restaurant supply places because they're used as a serving tray for seafood dishes. So, you know, you can find them there. You can buy them at shell stores, um, lots of places that you can get a scallop shell. Scallop shells also are good in travel spells as well because they move very quickly by kind of like slapping their, um, the two bivalve shells together, they move around in that way. And so we think of scallops as a movement. And so we can use them in travel spells and uh, scallop shells are associated with pilgrimages as well. If you know about the um, Santiago Compostelo, uh, that beautiful traditional pilgrimage in Northern Spain, the scallop shell is that uh, symbol of that pilgrimage. And so people wear scallop shells or put them on their backpacks or things like that. And that also represents that protection during travel or movement, but also represents that they are a pilgrim and they're on their way to the church to, to have their pilgrimage. So this is a beautiful way of showing that, you know, having protection for travel, um, but also has that very specific meaning. Last third shell of my favorite shells is the cat's eye shell. So cat's eye shells are very interesting because they look like an eye. And so anything that looks like an eye, of course, we use that in protection against the evil eye. So we use cat's eye shells to protect yourself or your property from people that are gossiping or, or looking at you or spying on you or watching you or people that are, you know, kind of um, getting too nosy or um, interfering in your business, right? Gossiping about you, jealous of you, or any of that stuff, any of that evil eye stuff, we wanna protect against that. So cat's eye shells can be a beautiful way to protect against that evil eye energy, the gossip, the negativity, or even just someone being nosy. You can take a cat's eye shell and you can put it um, over your door, over your window, you can glue it there. You can make some artwork with it and put it above displayed in your home or something like that. In the Museum of Witchcraft in England, they have cat's eye shells that are um, about a over 100 years old now um, that were in collections of people who did witchcraft and did folk magic. And so they were carried, for example, as good luck charms or to avert the evil eye or to as protection, as spiritual protection. Sometimes they were called the eye of St. Lucia, which is um, St. Lucy, which is um, she is the saint that is represented by eyes because apparently her eyes got poked out or something like that when she was and you know, getting persecuted. So we have this eye of St. Lucy or eye of St. Lucia or the cat's eye or um, this idea of, the, of, of um, a protective item that we can use against the evil eye. You can carry an evil eye charm like a cat's eye shell in a bag. You can carry it loose in your purse or your pocket. You can put it in a charm bag or a mojo bag. You can glue them above your doors or your windows, or you can wear, it, wear them like jewelry. And often 
oftentimes we see Victorian jewelry and even older jewelry that's made with cat's eye shells and it was worn as a beautiful amulet, but also as a protective charm, you know, to keep that protection going. So that's my um, third favorite uh, shell. You can place one cat's eye shell in the corner of each of your rooms of your property or the corner of your property to watch over you and your belongings. You could put a cat's eye shell in your car to protect you on the road. You could uh, put cat's eye shells around a candle or put one around a candle. And then once the candle is completed burning, you can take it out, retrieve it, and you have empowered it with your candle spell. So that's a way to keep your candle spell going is put something like a shell on your candle spell and then retrieve it. Once the candle's done burning, carry that with you or place it on your altar. Well, that just about does it for this episode of magic and the law of attraction. If you would like to get even more information about shells, then check out the learn page over at the parlor of wonders, where you will find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how to guides, how to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over zoom for the magic Q and a tea party that takes place every Sunday at 5 PM Pacific, 6 PM mountain, 7 PM central or 8 PM Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You are awesome. And an extra big thank you to anyone who has left a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Those reviews really help and I'm so grateful for them. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing and thank you to you for joining me, whether you're here with me live uh, at the Q&A or you're listening to the podcast. I'm so grateful for you being here and I'm looking forward to next episode when we'll be answering the question, how to add numerology to your spell work. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Madame.